0: Welcome to Picture Start with Derek Armijo. Uh, in this episode, we talk about July 2013's The Lone Ranger, starring Army Hammer and Johnny Depp. Uh, our guest is Ed Erdelac, a- an author of sci-fi western, supernatural western uh, books in his own right. Since we recorded this in July, Quentin Tarantino released his list of his favorite 2013 movies so far and it was in alphabetical order, and The Lone Ranger ended up on that list. Uh, so when this movie comes out on DVD later in the year, he's prob- it's probably going to get a lot more attention than it normally would have, probably some second looks, probably some first looks. One of the reasons he cites for its inclusion onto his list is its uh, feeling of belonging in the world of the golden age of Western films. Uh, that kind of shaped his own movie tastes, and that's what Ed ends up citing as well. So, uh, why don't we take a listen? Uh, so, sit back, relax, and enjoy. So, I'm here with Ed Erdalack. Am I saying that correctly? Erdalack. Erdalack. Close enough. Um, a writer, yep. um, yeah. writer extraordinaire, as <laughs> <what'd> you say. <laughs> uh, We're working on extraordinaire, but you know. Okay. The thing, to me, the most interesting thing that you have on your resume is that you are the official, like, keeper of Star Wars boxing, or, like, you <laughs> invented Star Wars boxing. I wrote, somebody else invented it for the old West End's role, West End Games role-playing game, but uh-huh. I took it and expanded on it, and I wrote the definitive, like, story of Shock Boxing, which is the, the Star Wars version of boxing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's totally a Rocky story in Star in the Star Wars universe. I did it for the website a couple years ago uh-huh. and everything, and... Uh, it's... I even took... The, key, the main character's name is Lobar Abok, which is just a Fort Mando of Rocky Balboa. No, and I just kind of slipped that in there and that's, the, that's the way they do it, though. Yeah, yeah. What was George Lucas's name? Like, is he... In Revenge of the Sith, he cameos... Yeah. As a Baron... Baron... L'Aquil... Or, or something. Yeah, It's yeah, his, like, yeah. name backwards. Yeah. But so, your boxing story is canon in, yep. the, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, well, as... Till Disney gets a hold of everything, you know, until then. Do as you think that if they decide to put boxing in the new Star Wars movie that they'll I would refer to you know, the archives? I mean, I actually talked to, like, Leland Chi and everything, the guy who's the controller of the Star Wars archives and everything, and, <laughs> and knows everything that's planned out from, you know, Del Rey books and stuff that's going on in the movie and everything, and he has to, he's like the, keep, the real keeper of the canon and everything, and, and he supposedly, uh, you know, keeps everything so that everybody's got to refer to it and everything. And actually, when I wrote the thing, I had to... It was like doing a paper. I had to annotate everything and say where I got any kind of reference I used and what Star Wars book I got. You can't just be naming planets. No, no, totally not. <laughs> they totally had did did like to take whole the thing. fun out of it or did it make no, it more I, fun. It like, was fun for me. I like doing research because I usually write like weird westerns and stuff like that, uh-huh. and historical kind of horror and things. And so I like the research anyway. And this was like. I mean, you still got, even even in doing westerns, you have, like, western nerds coming down on you for stuff. Like, if you put bullets in the wrong time period or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's the same thing. But in that, the community's really cool, because I knew a lot of the writers. Except all of it is made up. When yeah, Star Wars. and it's all made up, right. But I talked to, like, John Jackson Miller that did the new, doing the new Kenobi book and everything for uh-huh. Delray and stuff. And everybody was very receptive to talking to you. Here's the thing, though. They might even disregard decades worth yeah. of... Of of extended universe stories yeah. with whatever they do, so you wouldn't. No. It's not exactly insulting. And mine, and mine takes place right after Return of the Jedi, so it's like uh-huh. I'm right in the dead zone. I'm right in the you know, <laughs> targets. It, 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 the weird thing is with Star Wars, um, when I, I when I was a teenager, I read some of the extended universe stuff, namely the young adult young Jedi novels. Yeah. Did you like it? Or? Uh, at the time, you know, I was like yeah. twelve or Love thirteen, Vader and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that was cool. But I, I, when they announced that they were going to make new Star Wars, I researched what's been going on in the extended universe. There's, there's like so much, there's, and it's there's at least three different sagas that have happened. There are like a hundred Ten or hundred fifty years or something in the future now or something. Yeah, like all that's gonna get like totally. Changed. Han Solo's like son went to the dark side. Yeah, maybe. and died. I mean, and like just spoilers there, but I mean, you know, <laughs> just yeah, everything they've gone way crazy, and some of it is good, and a lot of it is not so great. You know. So. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So we we're here to talk about a uh, what would you what would you call the Lone Ranger? A comic book movie, and or. An, a ser- an old serial movie, or... What was well, the original well, it was, origins? It was a radio serial uh-huh. in the 1930s created by a guy in Detroit, and I know this because I've been arguing about it with somebody online. Oh, really? Right? <laughs> guy named, there's a guy from Buffalo, New York, was the writer, Fran Stryker, and then the guy who created it was a owned a radio station in Detroit, and his name, he was a lawyer, and his name was, uh, it's blowing my, it's totally going out you, of my you're, mind. You're not, you're not under it. I'm not that much, yeah, it's totally going out of my mind now, but uh, Stryker was the main writer of it and everything, and, and then from there, uh, it got a TV deal and was a TV show for like, you know, what through, year the was 50s, this? through the 50s, through the 50s, I and it was, uh, it was a radio show In the 30s Then a TV show In the 50s They did novels Now it's comic books They did, they did like Was it Dynamite Was doing The yeah, Lone yeah. Ranger comic Recently and everything and, and it's been movies Like a couple times It's been serial movies it's, It was a movie In the 80s And now it's you know. I think I may have Seen that The, the 80s one Yeah It's really not that bad Try not to slam Yeah your sorry answer. sorry No problem Um Clinton I think I made have seen that. Oh, yeah. And uh, Christopher Lloyd was the bad guy. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh Jason It may have aired Miller. on, like, the movie Channel 10 or whatever. Yeah, or Western Channel or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. something like that. Probably. It's really not that bad. It gets a lot of flack because Clinton Spilsbury had, like, an ego or something. And even though it was his first feature and he was discovered to do it. and He was totally, like, an ass on the set or something. Was getting in fights in town. And uh, they ended up dubbing his whole voice with Stacy Keach because they really? didn't like his yeah and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, and now and he that was the one and only movie he ever did. Okay. He totally disappeared from Hollywood. So you're a big Lone Ranger fan. I guess I am. Yeah, yeah. I never really realized until so I started talking about it <laughs> just now. But yeah, yeah. Probably. So I was but- watching the reruns on TV and in Chicago on WGN, like when I was a little kid uh-huh. on Sundays and stuff. So it's mostly the TV show that you uh, Yeah, watch. mostly the T V show is what I watch. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and our hi- our history with Lone Ranger goes back two years. Because mm-hmm. I remember like, like Disney started complaining about it. <laughs> Disney's been wanting to do this since right after like the second Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. and at yeah. one point it was going to be George Clooney as the Lone Ranger Yeah, I but then uh, Johnny Depp you know his star rose and I and... thought he was going to be the Ranger like when I first heard Johnny Depp's uh-huh. going to be the Lone Ranger I'm like okay it's not bad but then uh-huh. they said Tonto is going to be like Johnny Depp and I was yeah. like oh man that's not a good well there's a lot to get <laughs> yeah, into yeah go ahead but uh that when his star started to rise they started writing the Tonto because he wanted to be Tonto he wanted to do this it was like it was 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 a real big his push and so they started to write Tonto as more of a a bigger character Um, and when George Clooney saw that they're like I don't want to be like second banana and you know what this happened the same thing happened with Wild Wild West because he was gonna be Artemis Gordon uh-huh. and Will Smith was gonna be Jim West and they wrote Jim West is this big, big hero and he big was gonna be second banana. He's like, I'm not gonna be putting fake Artemis boobs Gordon on. he was always second banana. I mean even in the show yeah. and stuff. Well anyway, anyway. But at the time even even he couldn't say anything because he it was after Batman. He yeah. was still on ER. His his, his movie career had yeah, not taken he off. Taken too much off. Yet. He didn't have a clout yet. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they've been wanting to do this for a long time. In fact, I think Johnny Depp showed up to Comic-Con as Tonto like three or four oh, years really? ago wow. to announce that it was going to happen. I never get into Hall Age, so I didn't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, they were developing it with the director of Pirates of the Caribbean, the writers, Terry Rossio <laughs> and, and Elliot. Ted, yeah, Ted Elliot, Yeah, Ted Elliott. Or... or or whoever, it was. or vice versa. I like those writers a lot. Yeah, I love the first bridge to the Caribbean. It's a uh-huh. great movie. It's awesome. Uh, so, and then the budget started getting really big. It's too big for a Western, probably. And, it, and at one point, Disney canceled it. Yeah, Disney they were going to have werewolves in it and stuff. uh uh-huh. there was I a read. supernatural element to it. Yeah, it, it was going to be a weird Western, yeah. Um, and what, what is the problem with that, exactly? It, you know, I didn't have as big a problem with the weird Western thing as it was just the casting of Johnny Depp. I It uh-huh. took, like, I took moral offense. Okay. And <laughs> he guy says playing in that he's he has indian blood yeah in it. You and can he, he, that. he looks it and he's always tan he's always had dark skin he doesn't know what tribe he is he's okay. like oh i mean he his quote is like i might be cherokee it could be creek it could be something else and he named like three tribes and they were all like completely different and i was like <laughs> okay dude you know okay so there's funny business going on yeah and there's a lot like there's a thing in like there's a joke in the Native American community. and I'm not Native American. I just read a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. That's, um, if anybody wants to say they're part Indian, they always say Cherokee. Oh, so, really? like, As soon as I hear somebody say Cherokee, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. And so they canceled it, and it was a big to-do at the time. And you're like, good. I don't want Lone Ranger to be yeah. shitty. And, and that Oregon. was totally the reason. That was my most mostly my reason. I didn't have too much of a problem with a weird Western element because, you know, that's my thing and everything, but uh-huh. yeah, you do uh, that. Yeah. You do supernatural western. Right? Yeah, I usually write about a Jewish gunslinger who travels through 1880s Arizona, by- battling like Lovecraftian monsters and stuff. Okay, so, that sounds cool. That's my series, Macabre Rider. But uh, so I didn't have too much of a problem with the werewolves. A lot of the diehards did. Like the old timer guys were like, "Ah, werewolves! You know, who knew they were still alive? Like, who is an There's old So many. I, like, I mean, I'm arguing with them on the boards now because, like, well, hang you on. You I'll should print, print those out so we can post. They're, they're hilarious, yeah. <laughs> or they're, like, using their old ham radio logins and stuff. I don't stuff. know, yeah. They, they just, everything is Clayton Moore. And Clayton Moore left the show, and a guy took over named John Hart. And it was like, they're still going back to Clayton Moore. And I'm like, Clayton Moore is he has the not guy been a that, like, never forever. stopped being Lone Ranger? He put like, the he would... mask on all the time. Yeah. And, and they had a big, during the 80s, when they did the 80s show. Uh, they sued the company. The, the was it Paramount, I think, sued him to take the mask off and right. stop appearing in public. As because he Ranger. was like opening up supermarkets. Yeah, and, and stuff. people were flooding to see him and stuff. Still, really? Yeah, well, that's really. It's, that's what's funny. It's not even like he was like a sad dude or something. Like, everybody still loved him. Uh-huh. And stuff. That same thing happened with Adam West. He was showing up to boat shows in full <laughs> costume, and then they told him to stop. But he could he could still go places. There's a my friend uh, Josh Dobbin has pictures. Like a collage of pictures of him meeting Adam West <laughs> at a blockbuster <laughs> in 1989. It's <laughs> funny. Um, so... So yeah, they they had him take the mask off, and that was That's so interesting. And the, that, it kind of killed the movie for like all the diehard fans didn't go see the movie because they were like, "Oh." So spirit. wasn't he like in his sixties by then? He was in his eighties. <laughs> but it's like nowadays, nowadays they would have just put him in the movie in a cameo or something right. like they do with Stan Lee in every Marvel movie, you know? But, also, same thing happened with Adam West. He wanted to be Batman in the 1989 movie. <laughs> I remember like, hearing that. And they're yeah, like, yeah. "No, you're." And it, he wasn't even that old. He was like in his fifties or sixties, yeah. and they offered. For him to be uh, Thomas Wayne, to be the dad, and okay. he's like, no, no. But, I mean, he looks like Roger Moore. I mean, he looks like Batman. You know? It's like, again. and I also think a cameo in, in a movie where you're trying to change the yeah. the uh, idea of people of Batman in people's heads pulls it back. Ha- having yeah. him be in it would be very jarring. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you know this. In 1989, there was a huge uh, Batman 66. Revival. revival, like they were showing up on top show. And I remember the music playing on the radio. Actually, really, yeah, like that, the, the old Batman theme. That's, that's how bad Batman Fever was. Yeah, in those totally. Days. Was I was only like two years old. They remixed the '60s theme song, and I remember it playing like in this, like with a house beat and everything. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know? But yeah, let me get where you because that's one of my top. Maybe five I know, movies I know of all it. time. So where were you when Batman 1989 was? That where you? We're gonna contend on this again because I couldn't. I, I didn't get to see Batman 89 in the theater and stuff. I was a kid and everything. And I had. I was crazy for it. I had the poster of the Batmobile above my TV. And why didn't you get to go? I don't really. I remember I was two when they took. Me. I know. I don't. I totally don't remember why. I, I didn't remember go. walking in the theater with a big souvenir magazine. <laughs> <under my laughs> I had that magazine. Yeah, probably, I had movie, to find it. The official movie magazine. I yeah. had it. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't end up seeing it, but I wound up getting it from, like, a Burger King or something later. When they, some, some, some fast promotion. food restaurant had a promotion, and I bought the VHS and took it home. That's crazy, because when the VHS came out, they were... You couldn't go anywhere without them, that being offered to you. Yeah. There was Target commercials. There was, like... Uh, there they was like 30 second TV spots like call this number and we'll send it to your house <laughs> yeah, yeah. with a little Batman like keychain or whatever right you couldn't throw a batarang because, without hitting <laughs> the Batman VHS because it was maybe not the first but the biggest push for a price to own VHS yeah. most movies at that time were like $70 and yeah. stuff yeah like and I have an old Starlog from around that time. And it's like, if you join the Star Trek fan club, you can buy uh, Star Trek three for $60 yeah. instead of like and $80. That's yeah, that's a total deal. So it was priced to own at like 20 bucks. And it actually, the, the history of this is actually pretty interesting. Theater owners that own like dollar theaters were, mm-hmm. were very upset because it, it opened in June, was going to be released on video in November in time for Christmas, but it was still playing in theaters. And like theater yeah. owners was like, hey, wait, what are you doing? We're still playing. This is how we make our money. And movies like that killed, slowly but surely, killed dollar theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cra- Were you like crazed out of your mind that you weren't I, allowed to see this movie? I don't think I was not allowed to either. I just because I, I remember it was eight, it was eighty nine, so I had read Dark Knight Returns, and I was heavy into comics at the time. Because uh-huh. I was like, how old were you? Uh, eighty nine. Don't age you or anything. I'm, no, I'm nineteen. I'm born in nineteen seventy five, so I was what fourteen. Okay. Like that? You could you could I go on your own. I know. One. I could have gone. I don't know why. And I you didn't couldn't go. escape it. No, it was everywhere. And I w- I, w- I was embracing it. I-, I wanted to see it. I loved it, but I don't know why I didn't see it. And then I wound up taking the VHS home, and I watched it. And I kept saying, "When is this gonna get like The Dark Knight Returns?" Because I'd heard it's just like Frank Miller, and oh man, it. it's not, dude. It's like it's pretty campy. It's pretty campy, I think. So even then, Prince you were saying so- it's pretty campy. Yeah. So you pretend really that the Prince songs are a detriment to this movie. <sighs> I think that took me out of it. It's awesome. I mean, they're awesome. Uh-huh. Bad Dance and everything, but... Yeah, it took me out so of it. So, individually, know. you could admire it, but all strung together as something Yeah, odd. That's very interesting. I was at 14, sitting there watching it and waiting for it to get good. And, I was, and did like, it, ever it ever get it, good? It never got good There's no me. part of it that you like. Not really. That's so crazy insane. And I, you can watch it now and go, yeah. The, the weird thing about the way movies are made now is they keep getting more realer and more grittier yeah. and that was seen as the gritty real Batman. Do you remember the uh, Kevin Costner uh, Robin Hood? Yeah. That, that to me when I was a kid they are like oh this is the real gritty Robin Hood. He yeah. ain't wearing tights he's like got leather on yeah. and everything's dirty and, and there's um, a moor with him. And people are sweaty <laughs> and then cut to like a couple of years ago we get even darker grittier Batman and we get like yeah. fat bearded no fun at all Robin Hood yeah. with Russell Crowe like <laughs> is there going to be an end to how gritty and real things are going to yeah, be yeah pretty soon it's going to be like balding Batman you know, with a be- <laughs> with a bat beer on his belt and stuff or something I don't know you yeah. know um, that's really interesting, but uh, Lone Ranger wise, so the so the Gore Verbinski, who's I, I don't know if you've seen his other movies like The Mexican and Rango. And, I love Rango. Rango was awesome. So he's a big he's a, and he the way he made those pirates movies. He said the or at least the third one. He's like I want to make these movies like a western, mm-hmm. or that that's the mindset that I have. So he'd always wanted to make a straight out western. Mm-hmm. And so he, was, so he really championed to have this movie made. They cut down the budget, which seems insane because that movie looks so expensive and crazy. Yeah. yeah. That, like, what, what another $100 million could have done with it. Uh-huh. So it was on. They're going to make it, which is weird because I guess you're, you're telling me now that people were loved the Lone Ranger and, were like, had a fever for it. But yeah. I couldn't imagine why people were kept, kept keeping that on the production slate. Yeah. And so the movie comes out. Uh, I saw it last week, the first showing. They don't. They do midnights now, but they do like earlier eight PM and seven PM shows. The most old people I've ever seen <laughs> collected in one place ever. I've never seen that. Uh-huh. That was so surprising. A that they knew a Lone Ranger movie was out. Yeah. B that they know about this special early time. Because was there much that much saturation of it? Even I mean, I, I don't have like cable, so I don't see the commercials and stuff. Uh-huh. But was it?
1: Have they saturated? They don't
0: or? advertise things to old people because <laughs> I know because they don't they don't buy anything. That's right. why they don't really have any places. Because I don't know if you watch television midday or watch K KDOC, the local Orange County if PBS a channels, channel or something. You know, I will, they but. advertise like hover rounds and like <laughs> Gerber baby insurance and stuff like that. Like stuff that's like gonna keep you from dying or plans for when you do die yeah Yeah. um maybe they snuck in a few lone ranger commercials but they were there and palpable palpable Uh and i couldn't believe that they cared enough to like oh there's a lone ranger movie i'm I'm seeing the first show because when wild wild west came out my grandfather was still alive he watched that show every day I, i used to spend summer vacations with my grandparents He's you watch that show every day, and I'm like, "Hey, the Wild Wild West movie's coming out. Do you want to see it?" He's like, "I'm not watching that shit," because <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen. Oh yeah, the Wild Wild West movie. It's terrible. Here's the thing: it's not, and shouldn't be embraced by the steampunk. They movement? love. It. They do. When I go to steampunk conventions, and I do, uh-huh. not as steampunk, but as an author, because I got a little crossover and everything. Uh-huh. Um, they love that. They show it all the time. They show. Okay. They it do show it. It doesn't you know. feel like they're proud of it.
1: Like I, they don't really. I feel
0: like they grudgingly show it. You know? Okay, because it's the only steam. Because <laughs> that's what movie. there is. Yeah, not even Jonah Hex. Yeah, that is that that steam didn't bomb. go that route really? No, because they have like hearing aids that have those old phonographs. Yeah, that crazy. Off. Yeah, right. Like his master's voice, that big <laughs> cone thing. Yeah, um, and it's dripping airwax constantly. So, I thought that was cool. Actually, <laughs> there <but> you go. <laughs> see, there are already... parts of it that were cool. <laughs> I contend that the only bad part of it is when Will Smith gets in drag to seduce the uh, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> that was pretty bad, and it was 18, it was eighteen eighties, and he had a chick in the tub with him, and her boobs Tubs were floating. A... No, her boobs are floating. Oh, uh, so they were like, fake. Yeah, That's they're totally funny. fake. Um, and is a is a big mechanical spider that bad of a thing? I, you know, for that kind of movie, I don't think I would have minded it, but I just I don't remember why I didn't like it. I just I think it was the flow of it or something. I okay, um, so my grandfather wasn't into the Wild Wild West movie. Sending another thing, sending like being a Union uh, secret agent and sending an African American to a Southern like <laughs> Confederate party or something. Uh-huh. It didn't seem like the brightest <laughs> idea, but whatever. And the jokes that they well, maybe it is such a good movie. The jokes they made were very, very yes. crass. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the music video is awesome. Yeah. So Mama West, um, my grandfather didn't care, so I would figure that old people of today wouldn't care either. But they were there. People love Johnny Depp, though. I mean, you can't even underestimate. Old yeah, everybody loves that guy. I mean, even like. What surprised me was how vehemently it was against him playing a Native American, because I thought he was a white guy, and there was no Native Americans like, that I could find that were bitching about it. Like Maybe because they're like, yeah, I guess. Because Johnny Depp is cool. Everybody likes Johnny <laughs> Depp, you know? Okay. Even my wife, who, is, who again is part of Indian like, way back, said, yeah, I have no problem with that. It's uh-huh. Johnny Depp. He's awesome. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, like would good you cast. About. The well, guy from Indian in the Cover? I no, think he no, got a exactly. DUI. I knew you were going to say that. No, but like somebody like Adam Beach that was in, uh, what was that? Flags of Our Fathers or something. Okay. There's plenty of good Native actors out there okay. that don't get the... For me, this was like... If I was a native actor, I'd be really pissed off because Tonto's like the big thing that you want to take back. Yeah, what and else do you get unless they what remake it? The the like when Lord of the Rings came out, I was like, man, if I was a dwarf actor right now, I'd be so freaking pissed because this is like Oscar well, material true. for a dwarf actor. And Did they you digitally dwarf? Well, they, they hired... digitally shrunk everybody. Oh, they didn't even—they do the ALF thing where they like they turned to the, the backs of the camera and they're all of a sudden little. I was like, this is this is uh, Warwick Davis's chance to get an Oscar or something. No, it didn't happen. I I'm, I'm glad somebody out there is thinking about Warwick Davis' Oscar <laughs> chances. And you didn't like the Lord of the Rings movies either. I didn't, no. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I love the books. And it's not that I don't like Lord of the Rings. I just didn't like I thought uh-huh. the movies were kind of loud and fast. We'll and get into care. the other things. I'm you know, like, like an old guy. But no, no, no. I it's, that's very interesting to me. And, uh, the thing that I most remember, you know, do you like the 1930s King Kong? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um... We, we worked at Arclight together when the King Kong remake. And I was like, screw this movie. Yeah, yeah you were. Yeah, I was totally And I was so it. shocked. And one of the things you said is you completely made something up, or you took something somebody said, and you're like, I heard at one point he slides down a tree, and he makes... Yeah, and he's, he's giggling. said the monkeys giggling or something. <laughs> I don't want to see I'm it. like, that's not... Every time I watch that movie, I'm like, that's not in this movie. But you know what, Derek, I'll tell you. I watched that movie on accident two years ago, and I liked it. It's, it's yeah. probably my favorite Peter Jackson movie. <laughs> no. No, no lie. I like it. That's fair. It was pretty cool. Uh, so let's break down the plot of Lone Ranger. Okay. I don't know if it was confusing to you um, or how much... you know, Well, let's talk about why I went to go see the Lone Ranger first because oh, this is that, kind of funny because I was totally against seeing it. And it goes into your you hate everything <laughs> yeah, uh, I so I was a big fan of the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek movie yeah and, and this I is, was not at this all. <laughs> is after years of wanting to be in into Star Trek and trying to find different outlets to go and get into it and it, it was just so it was like trying to like jump into a it a, is. A, a it's a, bat, m- or a huge stream, you Yeah, know? it's a huge thing. And, and the thing that made backstory. me want to do it was, uh, I went to a wedding in Las Vegas when I was 14 or 15, and they used to have the Star Trek experience at the Hilton. That, that place was awesome. It, that ride was, <laughs> was awesome, really wasn't it? Awesome? Awesome. Um, there's this ride that, like... You, took, you could get Romulan ale that would smoke. There was a bar. Yeah, there was a bar. I right. didn't even get to partake in, like, the, the restaurant bar of it, but the short story on what the ride was... You're you're supposed to go into a Star Trek museum and you all gather into this room and then all of a sudden the lights go out and you get transport you get to feel what it's like to be transported <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you're you in the uh, the transporter room of a I don't know what ship it was if they're calling it the Enterprise or not but then they you get whisked away by a crew member and it's it's pretty big it's it is, pretty yeah. and then you get you get you get onto the bridge yeah. and then you see like that you were. It was a motion ride, like um, like in Star Wars. This, right? Yeah, but this was just the pre-show. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you, the story of it was that one of the people in your group has Picard is an ancestor of Picard, and like yeah, the Klingons yeah, yeah. are going to try to kill all of you. And but but the Enterprise intercepted you mid mid beam. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's even canon or not. Or if you could do that, sure. Why not? <laughs> Um, they split Kirk in two at one point with the transporter so it's oh, like really? whatever I mean, and so, two and so like abs. we're gonna send you back and that's and then that's the motion right and you do a little bit uh, in the Star Trek universe and then uh, a, a hole in the space time continuum sends you into modern day Las Vegas and then you're fighting Klingon Warbirds yeah, that's right. on the strip on the strip yeah I forgot about that and then and you crash a- into the Hilton and you do a free fall down an elevator shaft yeah. and then when the doors open a custodian's like what what is going on here what are you guys doing here? Don't you hear what's happening outside? And as you exit, there are news, there there's televisions, and there are news reports of <laughs> strange lights in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was re- it was pretty... You were 14 when you went on this? Yeah. I was 14, and I can't remember why I didn't see Batman. And you're like, this whole ride, man. <laughs> this was one of the most immersive back. ride experiences I've ever seen. They oh, tried so hard to make you believe it was real. And yeah. if I was like maybe six or seven, I would definitely believe that it was. Really... So then you were all geeked out to get. Yeah, into Star and I'm like, Trek. hey, Star Trek. What's this? What's this huge universe that I'm not a part of? And yeah. I try to watch whatever show was on at the time. I think uh, Probably, Voyager yeah, or, or Deep Space something Space. like that was, or was just about to end because there was a lot of advertisements about that they're going to have a finale party. In the and bar. Voyager was so bad in the last year. It was, was it? It was really terrible. And then yeah. Enterprise wasn't far along yeah. after that. And Enterprise started out bad and got awesome, oh, and then really? they canceled it, yeah. And that I felt that would have been a good jumping off point, because that's supposed to be a prequel, like the first ever stories yeah. about the Enterprise, Yeah. and so I, I never got to enjoy Star Trek in uh-huh. that movie. This makes me feel even worse about what happened. <laughs> it, it's I didn't really, realize it was years in the making. <laughs> It's not even a big deal, because you'll find out. Um, so this movie introduces the care I think that they're tr- the, the characters that they portray are true to the originals. It's the 2009 Star yeah, yeah, but while adding an edge to them that doesn't make them land. With, with a really good cast, too. So I think that it's as true as it can possibly be, while at the same time excising all of the boring parts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But you know, Star Trek uh, is the boring person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's As a, a fan, fan I hate to say that, but so it is. You know? this, uh, Star Trek was... So you're definitely a Trekkie or a Star Trek fan I'm an old, Trekker. I like old Trek. Again, okay. man, I sound like such an old man, but I really I like, like, like old that shows. about you, it's cool. <laughs> I really like the old shows the best. My wife's a big next-gen uh-huh. fan and all that. But the she movies, loved movies? The movies, she liked the movies and I didn't. Okay. Like, I liked it, I liked so it even okay. the Even the older Kirk movies? <laughs> um, no, I like, up, like, I told you, I think Star Trek 2, Ravicon, is like the best, one of the best sci-fi movies ever. Okay. And so, like up to like four, I think I love them all. And then like, and six is okay. But then I didn't care for the next gen movies or anything. Four is the best one and has the best idea. It's pretty great, and it was made in a real roundabout way because, much like Richard Pryor's, like I like Superman. Was it Richard Pryor, or Eddie Murphy? It was, was going to be in. It. But what happened was, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. this is mirroring what happened. Richard Pryor was like, "I love Superman. I want to be in a Superman, Superman movie." Yeah. So those producers just wrote a Richard Pryor movie and added, you know, <laughs> Superman in the margins. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, white hot at the time, yeah, just like Beverly Hills Cop, two hundred million dollars and, yeah. and everything, yeah. yeah and, and, uh, Forty-eight hours, Saturday Night Live, huge. He's at Paramount, Star Trek has Paramount. He's like, "I want to be in a Star Trek movie." They're like, "Write him into a Star Trek movie." <laughs> yeah. And so they wrote a movie. It what takes part place fuck was he? he? He was he was the Catherine Hicks role. He was going to be the whale. So they person. wrote a so modern day a, a story where they come to modern day San Francisco. Okay. And they would have Eddie Murphy play their basically their ambassador to Kirk's love interest <laughs> to the new world. And then when he read the script, he was like, "I don't want to be me. I want to be a Starch. I want to be a Klingon. He wants to be on the show like Christian Slater. And that one, he, Christian Slater has a part in one of the Star Trek movies. Oh yeah. He just comes in and, and wakes up like uh, George Takei and he's an ensign or something, he's like, yes, sir, come to the bridge, you know, whatever, really? and then he walks out, and that's it. Like, people love to be, in, like, <laughs> in Star Trek for some reason. Yeah, Tom Hanks, huge Star Trek guy. Really? I do will ever try to have him in there. This is the, <laughs> this is a long way to get to the Long Ranger. Yeah, 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 sorry. But, uh, no problem. But, uh, so I love this movie, and, uh, to me, it's it. one of the best <laughs> movies of the last decade. This is so fun and watchable. It's one of the funnest movies of yeah. the last decade at least. In an age where everything's getting darker and grittier, this one was, you know, kept the positive, you know future so bright after our shades kind of mentality. And so this And that is that is Star Trek. So I mean, if that's if it does that for you then awesome, yeah. The best part of four <laughs> is when they're in a hospital and this lady's on dialysis and they're like, "Oh, I'm waiting for a new kidney." Like they're gonna rip you open like some kind of animal here, just give this dark pill. Ages. <laughs> yeah, it gives her a pill and she grows a kidney. Yeah, it's awesome. that, that's that's such an appealing idea, and I yeah. think it gets muddled sometimes in all of the uh, continuity or yeah. the politics of it. For sure. So the sequel's coming out this summer, and I'm super excited for it. And I was not. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens is this is so weird that you would do that you hated it enough not to see it, but you. Would need to know what the exact (laughs) plot was you read the plot of it yeah i did after the australian premiere i went on wikipedia and read the synopsis oh really because i was like i gotta know how bad this is (laughs) but your curiosity isn't even peaked enough i don't know i don't know how often you go to the to the movies but with my kids with my kids it's kind of hard and i knew my wife would want to see it Uh so i was just gonna i knew i was gonna let her go so i was like you know i'm gonna be home with the kids anyway okay that's that was my reasoning I'm I'm so curious. I can't even let like there's things that play at the Lemley Ho down the street. It's uh, like this Claire Dames James Marsden divorce drama. I'm like I need to see that. <laughs> um, you see everything, now. yeah. Yeah. So you read it, and I I try to watch all the Star Trek movies <laughs> up to old this ones. point. Because I did that with Bond. It was 23 Bond movies. Yeah, I remember. Great. I remember. That was fun. And uh, I tried to do it with Star Trek. I couldn't get past two. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I said, if you can't get past this one, just stop watching. Yeah, it, like it, was, it was rough. Uh, very, very rough. Yeah. Do you even like admit that Like, it seems so dated now? No. No? <laughs> I think it's timeless. I love it. <laughs> I swear to god. Like the plastic...
1: Chess Everything. pieces
0: and all the. I saw him right before I died, and he, and he swore that was not a plastic chess piece right up until the end. Oh really? So like, uh, nice Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. Right. So, I instead of I stopped the two, uh, and instead yeah. of reviewing all the others I'm like, I'm going to review the one I liked. And I guess I guess people don't read those reviews at all because <laughs> I made it pretty clear I was reviewing that 2009 Star Trek. You would assume that I, I... just—I was champing at the bit to get into it with you on this one <laughs> on this movie, basically. And so, because like, you always see movies early too, so I'm like, you told me true. you saw Pacific Rim like months ago. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> so, what happened was, I, I reviewed it, and then you start talking about <laughs> the spoilers of this new movie. Yeah. and I'm like, wait. What it is was he talking so, about? It was so close to, uh, <clears throat> Star it's our too. But here's the thing where I got incensed. I thought you were doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like, here, and I was like, oh, here my here's God. where I'm going to get this fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you started you started instant messaging me, and i was uh-huh. like, he never I'm does like, this. That's not cool, man. And yeah. you're like, what's not cool? And then it, it just turns out that you were mistaken. You thought I was reviewing the I new thought movie. He was talking about the new movie. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the new movie, and I felt so freaking bad. I mean, <laughs> my heart sank. My ears turned red. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you really shouldn't have wasted that much emotion on it. <laughs> um, it. It turns out that I was going to see the movie that night. Because I know somebody That was to the premiere. I was like, how yeah, was it from seeing it? And I
1: ruined it. And I was um, like, um,
0: it was. You didn't ruin too much. You didn't ruin like the crux of the ending, which spoiler. We're gonna spoil Star Trek Into Darkness for you. Like Khan has Khan, magic blood. Khan <laughs> is a super. Is a genetically enhanced superhuman. Yeah. Wouldn't it be? It's not without, without within the realm of fantasy that he wouldn't have super blood. It is, but I felt the writing was so lazy. And it's, that a, they, it's a cheat. Yeah, it's a cheat, and they okay. created a, a cure for death at the end, and I bet it never comes up in a third movie. <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> Again, <blown away>. And <laughs> so you were talking about it, and then, since I had seen, like, uh, scenes of the movie that they released in IMAX in December, I went to... I, I didn't even go to Hobbit. <laughs> I went to see Hobbit at midnight just for the opening ten minutes of Star Trek in oh, 3D. Oh, wow. This is how big into <laughs> it I was, and I'm like... And I was starting to piece it together because at the beginning of the movie they show a sick girl and the, the, the guy that plays is kind of like, I can help her. I'm like, oh, is this... Uh. <laughs> yeah. And then you felt really bad and you're like, I, I owe you a favor. Like, I was bombarding you with like, please, they're telling like, me how to not that, recompense. Not, you know? it, it, it wasn't your fault so it wasn't a big deal to yeah. me. But when the idea for this podcast came about, I'm like, I would love to hear his thoughts on a movie he doesn't want to see.
1: And <laughs> I was um, like,
0: no, And it this. seemed like a very reasonable way to catch in this favor so it was poetic justice that's <laughs> what got us to this point and, and yeah. we also had a history with it yeah and interestingly enough I thought you were going to hate it turns out like you kind of liked it which, I kind of liked it yeah. which is like maybe you know me owe me another favor now <laughs> oh no really yeah probably no no in. no I'm just kidding so let's break it down a little uh since you know I don't know how much of the old stories that they even put into it is it is his name John Reed or his name is John Reed and he has brother Dan Reed and he ha- and his brother has a family and everything uh-huh. because uh, the same guy that created the Ranger created, created Green, Green Hornet. Hornet. So Britt Reed is his nephew, his grand nephew, or something uh-huh. like that. Which was interesting because Tom Wilkinson, who's in the Lone Ranger and the Green Hornet, that's true. He played uh, the Green Hornet's father and he played the, like one of the bad guys in the Lone. Ranger. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, what I did think about today. is that both movies have an overblown. Uh, sidekick, protagonist. And yeah, over- the sidekick yeah, is much totally. better at everything. And then, it's true. It, it does. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense in the movie world because it's in their blood to just be. I'm gonna put on the mask, but I'm gonna let my, to do it my minority sidekick here do everything else. Do all the work, yeah. So, John Reed is a law in the, lawyer. In the new movie, he's a lawyer. In the original, uh-huh. he was just. I think he was just a ranger. He was just a Texas ranger. Right. He was riding with his brother. Uh, against Butch Cavendish who was this bad badass outlaw or something and they so that character's in the old stuff. yeah and so is Collins the guy that betrays him in the new movie uh-huh. they, they had a half Indian like scout that was leading the Rangers and he leads them into his box canyon uh-huh. where the Cavendish gang kind of pops out and they blow everybody away uh-huh. and Collins spoilers for gets away. Ranger by the way we're going to yeah, spoil I'm, I'm actually talking about the original okay <laughs> so, but this but, happens yeah, in the new movie too yeah the same thing happens and then uh, Tonto finds him and uh, brings yeah. him like Nurses him back to health and everything, uh-huh. basically. And he takes and it has. I think it has a really cool mythic kind of superhero origin right. in that he like the uh, he takes his brother's vest and cuts a mask out of it, and the holes are the bullet holes that struck in the original. Uh-huh. The holes are the bullet holes so that they struck kept his that. brother down. I think yeah, it was in the, in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he puts that on, and he's kind of like. Uh, He digs a a grave for himself, but then doesn't bury a body in it and stuff, you know, and then uh, he kind of goes off on this crazy quest. In in the original, it's he has to apprehend 100 bad, 100 outlaws for every dead ranger. So 700 outlaws, and then he won't be the lone ranger. But was it his fault? Is that like a, is this a punishment towards no it's not it's just kind of like it's kind of like you know Batman's uh you know Batman's family gets gunned down in front of him and he swears vengeance on all outlaws right know? but he doesn't have like once I hit a hundred bad guys I'm gonna stop this and live my rich Playboy <laughs> life and it doesn't really say that he's gonna stop but that's it because it doesn't ever stop you uh-huh. know? but it, like originally he says he vows to take down a hundred bad guys for every ranger that dies okay just has his own personal yeah, yeah. thing okay and it sounds pretty. I close thought it was to me. Yeah, it was pretty close. They the thing they is, it if he's a lawyer and his brother's like, "Come on this dangerous Texas r- Ranger <laughs> mission with us," that seemed. And then he gives him a tin star. Yeah, I don't know how it was back in those days. Was it that easy to become a ranger? Your it was. Could, you could deputize a ranger like oh, no, okay. Okay. that spot. That's totally true. Go. In the old West, people would have to do that all the time. Yeah, right? it was okay. cons- <laughs> like conscription. Yeah, they totally just say, "Hey, we got these guys. Indians are killing people. Okay. Let's go." You know? And at the same time, Tonto's story. I don't know if it was this fleshed out in other stories. Is in, that uh... it's di- it's different in the movie in okay. the original Tonto's it di- it does have that his family was slaughtered in the original and stuff uh-huh. but in the original um there, it was like fate intertwined the ranger and and Tonto because like in the original when Tonto was young and his family was killed and everything the ranger as a boy found him mm-hmm. and nursed him back to health okay to so it's kind of like they were returning a favor and stuff and, and it was like I think Tonto recognized the ranger by some. Emblem or ring or something that he gave the ranger when he was a boy or something. Right. When they were both kids, you know? So, like, then he recognizes him as, like, Kimosabe, and they and go off and they figure it's kismet and you know, let's do this together. So, <laughs> um so yeah, Tonto in this movie his family was slaughtered when he was young and it was kind of his fault. It was his fault. I thought it was an interesting choice. It was cool. It was it was an interesting take. It was cool. So they kind of gave the lone ring because he he vows to go get vengeance about it. Yeah. They kind of gave that guilt trip to Tonto. to Tonto. But they also made it I think they did it as a way to explain away his any kind of mistakes they would make as playing an Indian by okay. saying he's not a typical Indian okay. because yeah. he is was that from character. that Indian tribe where they're constantly being thrown here to there, constantly like like being on levers and pulleys and yeah, yeah. constantly being swung to. Yeah, and the pro. flying the flying foxes or something. I don't know. No, but it was like uh, he had a he had a. I think when he meets a Comanche chief at some point in the movie the guy says Tonto's crazy and everything uh-huh. he's just crazy like he's made up all this stuff about like there's a thing about that he's hunting Butch Cavendish because he's a Wendigo and and Comanches don't have Wendigos and stuff uh-huh. uh, they don't say this in the movie but they don't it's like an Algonquin thing or something so it made me think that like yeah he's just he's coming up with all these what, what do you call it when you're like he's, he's coming up with all these things to kind of set aside his own guilt you know this guy's a monster, and i got to go get him, and I'm a monster killer. He's rationalizing he, he's it. He's rationalizing it, yeah. It, I thought it was an interesting take. You know? Okay, so they first meet on this train. He's coming into town for the first time. Tonto is uh, jailed with Butch Cavendish. Yeah, and he never, they never say why Tonto was arrested. Like I'm I think sure he was. The ranger asks him, and he says, I'm an Indian or something <laughs> else. Which is he, what my wife said when I brought that up. I'm like, they don't say why he's arrested. And she's like, oh, he's an Indian. Um, Did you write this movie or what? And they they met on uh, this train. Uh, The Butch Cav—they're they're they're supposed to uh, the 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 rangers are supposed to meet the the prisoner at the station. Yeah, they're waiting. Butch Cavendish's gang is going to ambush the train and grab him before he reaches the train. Or they they they, they keep going, right? Yeah, they kill the engineers so the train is like a runaway train or Uh something. And uh, I thought that was which is the first in. Into, the, like, yeah, many I call rail it train rides. Food because they like, fight <laughs> trains and like, have yeah, they trains do. fight they're each other trains, basically. so there's one train trains. in this sequence and like uh, uh, John Reed gets uh, entangled in it and all and they get locked together and there's jumping and it's almost as big as the, the train wreck in Super 8 <laughs> but uh, they didn't even try to make this look real. Yeah, at yeah, all, because it's when totally. The train derails fancy. at the end of the track in this sequence. And then they just, like. They ride, they jump on They, up, like, it, yeah. and they <laughs> surf a, a sliding train. Yeah, it's totally crazy. Um, and so uh, they're linked now. And John Reed and his dead brother's family, it's do a, they have It's paid? implied that he's. And it's kind of like the Searchers. It's implied that he. Had a thing for his sister's wife, his brother's wife, and everything. Uh-huh. Was that something some never ever pursued history? in the? Oh, in the fifties, no, of course. Okay. Not. <laughs> so that they were just kind of adding that some sort of like probably studio note, maybe. Yeah, it made no oh, sense probably. that he was in love with them they kiss at the end, and then he just leaves. Like, maybe I'll pretend the only people that I know and love, maybe. Yeah. Well, he's protecting them, I guess. It, thematically, it's kind of weird, because they mix a lot of weird, dark things into it. Uh-huh. Like when, they, you know, there's, these yeah. Indians get slaughtered at one point and everything, and it's and then in the next Same scene... Same plot of Wild Wild West, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, true. His, his, the, uh, the freed slave camp gets slaughtered by Loveless because he's testing out a new weapon. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh,
1: Which is also Jonah
0: Hex. Jonah Hex is more of a remake (laughs) of Wild Wild West. This is kind of its own thing, because a lot of people are like, oh, this is Wild Wild West all over again. But it, it jumps right from the slaughter of a whole band of Indians... And the, you know, like up close killing of the of the chief and everything, uh-huh. and then a horse is standing in a tree. You know, it's like right. where did, it's weird. It's 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 weird tonality. You know? Where like did Silver almost, come from in the original? Because here he just shows up as like a magic horse that chooses horse him kind of thing. Yeah, to and be then, the Lone Ranger because Tonto yeah. thinks that the Lone Ranger should be the brother because he is a yeah. ranger and he's good at his job or whatever. And, which would make more sense, too. right? Like you like in, well, same thing happens in because like, I just watched The Mask of Zorro, which was written the same guy by these yeah. guys. And the Zorro guy should have been the brother, and then he dies, and yeah. it makes it like, oh, I have to live up to what my brother could have been if he was Zorro. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and I ended up liking that a lot more than Lone Ranger. Like Zorro better, and I like Zorro better than when I first saw it when I was a kid. I haven't seen that since the theater, but mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and look at it.
1: But in the original,
0: um, the horse. There's a lot of nursing in the Lone Ranger. Because they they come across the horse. <laughs> it's a lot feet. of healing. There's a lot of healing. Yeah. Whenever uh, somebody gets hurt in westerns, I get so like, oh, they're dead. Well, they're, what can you do? Right? <laughs> There's just no <in> <laughs> hospital. Like dabbing with a hot yeah, <laughs> washcloth, and, yeah. and that's it. Waiting yep. for them to bleed out. This was like uh, yeah. that he finds Silver um, being attacked by a buffalo, uh-huh. and he shoots the buffalo and saves Silver, and Silver's wounded, and and Tano was like, well, he's wounded. Let's kill him. You know and everything. Uh-huh. And the rangers like no, no Tonto, you know, let's let's <laughs> no you savage. Yeah, but no, not so, not so much no you savage, but like no this uh, this horse is like special or something, you know Tonto. Mm-hmm. And so like he they, they camp next to this horse for like days and get the horse back up and everything. And then it's like he does kind of have a mystic bond almost with this horse. So they took like every horse decision and rider or one and everything, or every motivation that. That John from, Reed had, and they gave it to the horse. Everything and they gave that it made to made him, Everything that made him active, they gave to somebody else. That's weird. Know. That's why I felt like, why do I there care about a, this guy is being pushed from situation to situation? I don't know. even know where, where his head is at right now. There is is he even, the, he's not really allowed to be the ranger, the classic ranger, until uh-huh. the last 20 minutes of the movie. Um, yeah. I fell asleep for God knows how long. <laughs> the, at, the, at, the, at one point, he had the mask and stuff, and they were going to Helena Bottom Carter. They're hell on wheels, kind of thing. She had the ivory leg. To, to get something. And I didn't wake up until they, they had gone to uh, one of the gang members to ask him about something. And I didn't wake up until they went through with the Indians that where he said, Oh, Tom Fell's line. So, what happened between that? They, they thought uh, that Comanches were attacking all the villagers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And uh, it was actually Butch Cavendish's gang dressed as Indians doing all the oh, really? and everything. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Helena Bonham Carter. What was Which her is, role in this? Because he was barely in it. Her leg had it. They implied that Cavendish <laughs> ate her leg. <laughs> I swear to God, she's like she sits down and she's like, and uh, I owe a piece or something for Butch Cavendish or something. And they pan back and she's sitting under this painting of herself as a ballerina doing a pirouette. Uh-huh. And it's like, and she's got the leg out. And it's like I love it when they do that in movies because I know they what well, like to it you know, set up character motivations. Or yeah. Thing. But that has to be one of the it funnier was ones. pretty so crazy. Yeah. She had a plastic yeah. leg that was all, you know, decked yeah, down it was. They kept saying and it was ivory. I think it was ivory, right, right, but it had ivory. a gun in it and stuff. And, yeah, it was totally crazy. And it was all intricately carved. But what do you, would you, so her role was just, like, somebody that helps some... <clears> them? <throat> yeah, that was made up. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't in the original or anything. But, yeah, she just kind of moves the plot along. But then she shows up again at the end, like, right. pitching dynamite or shooting So I guess they had to hire some sort of female... I did Johnny Depp insist on it or something? Because he's uh, always got to be true. in a movie. With and another thing that I wanted to mention earlier, like Lone Ranger uh, would never happen if Johnny Depp wasn't into it the same way. Dark was, Sh- Nobody would have made a Dark Shadows movie. What did you tempered, think of Dark Shadows? I just watched it. Uh, the way it was marketed, it was like, this is going to be like Beetlejuice. It's going to yeah. be hilarious and funny, supernatural comedy. At and at it, was, it starts out very... There's like a long... Opening credits to, like, Nights in White Satin with a a long train ride. And it starts out very, like, family, like a soap opera. Like, very family drama-ish. All of the jokes that are in the trailer are the only jokes in the movie. (laughs) right? And it was very weird to see them play, like, the makeup and the costumes and the sets that seriously. Yeah, after going into it thinking it was going to be all 70s jokes. Yeah, Yeah, I was... Really disappointed. Oh, you were disappointed? I, yeah, I, I, I love Tim Burton. He came back with Frankenweenie. I don't know if you saw Frankenweenie. My daughter saw it, and she didn't like it. I was like, wow, really? And, you know, apologies to all kids and girls <laughs> and stuff, but you have to keep out... When when, when animals are in danger, it's just as yeah. bad as if a human was in danger. Don't, like, get all upset about it. That like, was her thing. A cat died. Or I, a cat I, was a monster or something. <laughs> she was like, Like, was so like, okay. many women I know stayed away from war He's like, well, something is bound to happen to that horse. Yeah, and then spoilers for that you know the horse you know lives <laughs> my daughter loved War Horse well there and, you go and hated weed she, really she sat through War Horse she's nine years old that's really weird maybe she <laughs> likes cats better I don't know yeah Um. So, sorry, so nobody would have made Dark Shadows if it wasn't Tim Burton right. and Jenny that wanted to make it and so. I enjoyed it. I was surprised I enjoyed it. I watched it as a one-off, like, I'm not going to like this. And, uh-huh. Did you see again, the show? I no, I never saw the show, ever. The show has, like, 500 episodes. Yeah. It's like a daily That's why show I that ran it. for, like, 10 years. I'm like, I can't jump in on this. Um, like, and like, you and, Star and Star numerous TV movies, too. Yeah. I know. Um, so, back to Lone Ranger. They, uh, I don't know what the Lone Ranger's motivation was. I know, like, Tom, like they figure out... Okay, so, Tom Wilkinson is a mayor or something. He's, he's he trying to the get, get the railroad. railroad going. Yeah, he's a uh-huh. rail baron. Kind of like the bad guy in well, you Once Upon a Time in the West, that movie I keep uh-huh. telling you to go well, see. I'll watch one of these. He's days. exactly like the guy in Once Upon a Time in the is West. Is that like anybody that wants to make a Western but clearly hasn't seen many, is that like always the go-to villain? Like, I'm going to take over... Mexico, I'm going to, like... Yeah, get, that's get what they did in the original Lone Ranger. The oh, guy really? wanted to take over Mexico. Because that was Zorro. I mean, I mean, the movie, like the 80s movie. Uh-huh. Christopher Lloyd was trying to take over Mexico or something, swear to God. <laughs> With the railroad, I think. Um, so what, what was Tom Wilkinson's plot here? He wanted to... Uh, His real little, estate. So, you yeah, know he, he was grabbing land, basically. Hollywood, stop doing real estate schemes in these movies. Superman movies... Yeah, the last super. Not the last Wayne's one of the world. world no, then. not. Uh, Adam's Family. Oh, like the last 60s TV shows became like real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's Family, Beverly Hillbillies, the yeah. Brady Bunch movie. Yeah. All real estate scams. So, Everybody hates fat cat real estate guys, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, so. Like, so, I guess he, he was uh, involved with Butch Cavendish, so well Ranger wants to kill this guy because he's, like, the head of the guy that killed his brother. Yeah, which is a big reveal. He doesn't realize it until, like, halfway through like, the movie or Tom something. But, like, Tom Wilkinson is, like, fucking twirling his mustache yeah, the whole time. Movie. That's true. He's barely, t- he's just about tied her to it the It leads to the second huge, I-, I can't even name you an action sequence in between that, A second huge train, like, this one has two trains that are, like, on different All tracks that are like yeah, they were, like intersecting with each other yeah. and then flying off of them and I back it was, on like, the others, awesome. it was crazy to me. And there's like I ladders it. and like. Yeah. And here's the thing that I always contended that we had argued about before. You you were saying, "Where's the William Tell Overture?" That's like the big yes. thing about Lone Ranger, and it wasn't in any of the ads yeah. or trailers. And I'm like, right. I don't think you can apply that to movies now. It's been <laughs> so plain. It is, yeah. And if there's a mine... joke that, that I've read. Uh, somebody on one of the Western boards told a joke that you tell an intellectual by what they think of when they hear the William Tell Overture. If you can think of the William Tell Overture without thinking of the Lone Ranger, then you're an intellectual. <laughs> 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 Whatever. But, like, a friend of mine that I went with uh, Lone Ra- uh, to Lone Ranger to is like, this has been in so many comedies, I can't separate this That's thing. True, yeah. So I think of little rascals trying to, like... Water down there, burning. It's clubhouse. like it's like trying to watch uh, probably Saturday Night Fever and listen to that B.G. song. Uh-huh. It's you know in that yeah. it was badass, but uh-huh. ever since then they've showed it in like it's always Warner hilarious. Brothers cartoons and everything. You know. So um, this is also a very violent movie. It was. I was surprised violent. that it wasn't rated R. There's tons of blood. Tons of is there tons? There's people saying there's tons of blood? But was it more? I thought it was more implied. Really, I remember see you. You don't see gore or wounds, yeah. but you see it's a lot some of blood after mass I think yeah, yeah. Um, so somebody gets their heart ripped out and eaten and that was that was that from the original because that I'm was kind of no. cool what <laughs> was Cavendish awesome no, ripped don't. out his brother's heart you couldn't, you didn't really know because you couldn't see it at all they kind of just a, tell you at the you end you saw like a little if you look in his eye his eyes open while he's watching it and you can see him moving to remove something from his chest an instant before they cut that is took, some fucking badass crazy shit crazy that they pushed it that far I was like holy cow <laughs> I liked it I thought oh whoa, that's pretty bad. cool um and so on this train battle there's like three different bad guys uh two long yeah there's Barry Pepper running around shooting so, yeah, guns Barry Pepper is always Out of it, it nowhere like if you got a wig <laughs> and an old gun I'm in your movie yeah. <laughs> um and Steven Root is like the mayor that gets shot, Steven but then at the end... Steven Root gets shot in the butt, yeah. I thought he got shot in the back. He says shows my, up at the end. He says, my gluteus, when he goes <laughs> down. He declares, my gluteus, and hits the ground. Uh, I love it when they stick lines like that. In movies <laughs> to like, oh, he's not dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a big train uh, sequence at the end, and the, the, the Williams horse tell- rides on the train and yeah. in the train. Is that and, impossible? I'm sure. Yeah. There's but, no. There's no clearance in an old train like that for a horse. But I, once that music hit, man, I was there. I was like, but I'll watch. You could do anything. It seemed just, like the movie was being so hardcore with all the trains and all the CGI jumping and forth that the that the actual William Tell Overture couldn't keep up with the action on the screen. <laughs> it was and a little then, bit slower than what yeah. Was and then Hans Zimmer, halfway through, kind of. Remixes it a little, trying yeah. to modernize it up. I thought up. it was awesome, personally. Um, it felt so awkward, really, to me. Yeah. I don't know because it just like I know that's that's a huge part of it, but it just yeah. seemed like they were forcing it. Yeah. Um, so the Lone Ranger and Tonto kill the bad guys really violently, like blowing up. Not only does he fall, tumble <laughs> off the train. You see him when he hits the water, under the water, and yeah, all the silver. Yeah. Tom Wilkinson gets, gets like <laughs> drowned and hit by and buried in silver, which is like <laughs> oh, irony. Yeah, I love it. Irony. <laughs> um, they blow up a huge. Uh, bridge. What happened to Butch Cavendish? How did he die? I, I think he him. gets crushed by like a uh, like doesn't like a uh, like a locomotive or a caboose hit him or something. Like, yeah, he definitely, that's right. He yeah. crashes. Yeah, he gets like like the road warrior. He gets smashed. Yeah, totally. um, have you seen? Abraham Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yes. Did you like it? No. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I but know, they, my friend loves it, and I it was talking about so much. I think they ride the line of taking it serious and not taking it serious so well. Yeah. Um, but they blow up a huge. They do, yeah. Uh, the bridge and everything bridge <laughs> thing at the end too. You can't have a huge million, multi-million dollar western without blowing up a bridge. I, I guess. Um, have you been to Knoxberry Farm? <laughs> yeah. Have you ridden that old western uh, roller coaster? The old one. Think- so uh, the train thing. It's called Ghost Rider. It? I don't remember. It's a, it's a wooden roller coaster. Okay. Um, I, I figure, like, because I was such a big Batman fan that I had to ride the Best Batman ride. roller coaster at mm-hmm. Six Flags. The one I like, Yeah. Yeah, I had to do it because I had to be a completist. I didn't know if you were that that big into it. Um, but also, I hear these days that like, if you walk... I was in Chicago. I don't remember if they had a Batman... Ride I there. think they have something like that. Probably a Great They have America, a Dark Knight yeah. ride in, tri- the, in near the Chicago yeah. one, like a Heath Ledger one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's like an indoor kiddie ride. It's not like one of those big Six Flags kind of things. Okay. Um, but if you walk around the bottom of Ghost Rider now, you can see like nuts and bolts that have been long, <laughs> falling off and stuff. Um, and yeah, that seems pretty dangerous actually. They have a pretty, pretty media-heavy, heavily like, the media has seen a lot of Knott's accidents in the last couple of years, so. The um, people they're hiring for their scary stuff yeah. <laughs> are a little bit dangerous, too, sometimes. Yeah, they, it <laughs> seems like gang member yeah. central over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Lone Ranger and Tontoine killing the bad guys and getting revenge for the family that has been killed. And so, and here's something we hadn't mentioned, but it's the weirdest part of the movie. The mm. bookends, the narrative of it, oh, takes yeah, place yeah, in yeah. the 30s. With and a this, little kid. This little kid dressed as the Lone Ranger goes into this old... Kind of a carnival, Wild West show. And there's Hannah. this Wild West museum, and then there's, like, a wax Indian Yeah, that starts to talk to him. You and think it's, it's a wax Indian, but it's, it's, it's Johnny that's Depp. his job, yeah. That's, like, Tonto's job in the nineteen. Right, and he's super old. How old could he be? Did you, did you know what year that the actual movie takes place in? Uh, 1869 is what they say in the movie. Okay, and then it's, the the bookends happen in the 30s. What's the math on that? Yeah, so I can't he has to be, let's see. Johnny Depp is 50. Let's let's be nice and say that Tonto is 35. Yeah, that's adding 60. If he would be 95. I guess he could still be alive. He could he still could be, be, there, be yeah. his, like 100 or something. But he's telling the story to this kid, and it doesn't even make any sense why he's doing it. I guess I don't I don't know why they chose to do that. I thought they were going to reveal that he was Britt Reed or something, but I guess I would have been over everybody's head. You know, like the little kid was. Brit that would have made. Me and probably all the old people in the in the theater yeah, like, yeah. oh man, that's kind of cool. That would have stopped a couple base markers. That's interesting, <laughs> but there have been like two teenagers. Yeah, like, how does that guy turn to Seth Rogen in 2008 or whatever? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, that would have been a really good ending. Yeah. And that's what I thought was going to happen, but it's just some kid randomly dressed as the Lone Ranger. Right, um, and then like he he's constantly like getting ready to leave at the end of the movie, and he's putting on like the derby and stuff. And the the whole end credits is of him walking out. And there were so many people that had their kids waiting through that ten minute walking sequence because yeah. they thought something was going the, <laughs> to happen. It takes place in San Francisco. The yeah. the carnival's in San Francisco. But how sudden, is he? How is he in the desert? Does he back have that long Valley, commute yeah. all the time? He's back in Monument Valley. Um, so the Lone Ranger decides, uh, I'm going to be a Lone Ranger all the time I guess with Tonto and we're gonna like clean up the mean streets of the west but he has loved ones there It does. again I think it's It's hugely underwritten that character I think like in The Dark Knight I mean he (coughs) leaves or or the original uh, Batman Batman Begins he like leaves he tells her who he is but then he says I gotta do this thing I gotta be Batman and you know is there a problem with that? which I thought like you shouldn't be trying to cram in Non heroic female characters, yeah. The Batman, and I thought that was a great way to go. Okay, we did what the studio said to start the franchise. Goodbye, Katie Holmes, and the next one is the Joker Ghost. and fighting. Yeah, but Ghost they Ghost. did a really good job. I think they tried to shoehorn that character into the sequel, and no one killing her actually made the movie better. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what would you give the Lone Ranger at? I don't know if you rate or do thumbs or have any sort of number system. Well, <laughs> I'm back from the time when there were only four stars, so I, I would give it maybe uh, I'd give it three on the four star rating system. Okay, like it's worth a watch, and uh, it, it had it had a lot of cool things in it that I saw that.
1: And you're a stickler; of her, you
0: don't like. I know. There's the a lot movie. I don't like. yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, um, for me, what was awesome about it was uh, all the nods they give to classic westerns. If you're a western fan, uh-huh. you can hear like uh, musical cues to like Once Upon a Time in the West. There's a scene when they walk out of the mine, and uh, their the, the cave is kind of shaped like the cave in The Searchers. That Natalie, well, really, Natalie. I'm saying Natalie Portman, not Natalie Portman. Uh, anyway, she the girl comes out of in The Searchers and everything. And uh, there's, I think what Verbinski was doing was... Because I think he's a smart guy. The original Pirates movie has all these references to original like pirate movies. Uh-huh. Crimson Pirate and like, Black Swan and all kinds of stuff. And this one, um, it feels like an old Western where they didn't really take the, uh, the the nerd stuff too seriously. The Western nerd historical accuracy stuff. Like uh, It's 1869, but they have cartridge ammunition which didn't come around until 1874 I oh, know okay. that's nobody would know that yeah, do put, you ever feel annoyed that you know that like you're mad at yourself yeah, like why am thing. I letting this get to me that's my Star Trek game thing but because I saw this movie Kings of Summer recently it takes place now they're playing Street Fighter 2 Turbo a Genesis game with yet. NES controllers oh yeah but it's like they were doing it they were doing it. there were so many inaccuracies I think it was on purpose because like those like, old movies used like to Like those do. old movies. Like uh, My, Darling Clement- My Darling Clementine is a John Ford movie. But oh, you're really giving this movie a pass. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's about like, Wyatt Earp and stuff, and it's totally inaccurate, but it's considered a classic. Uh-huh. All the John Ford movies that take place in Texas have Monument Valley, which is uh-huh. in Arizona. And everybody knows Monument Valley is in Arizona because those mesas are like, you I can't get away well, there's no, there's no mesas in Texas. Anybody that's worth knowing <laughs> knows that. If you've ever been to Texas, there's uh-huh. nothing there. Because that's where flat. you're from, right? No, not at all. I'm from Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> but I, for some reason, I see because yeah, maybe you're always going. You're always like wearing ponchos and stuff. Maybe you just like westerns. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's um, so funny. and then there's a white guy playing an Indian, which <clears throat> I think maybe maybe Grabinski said, okay, we're gonna have Johnny Depp in this let's just go full tilt and make everything inaccurate like a Golden Age Western. Okay. And it's a highfalutin, kind of high adventure, Silverado. Uh, you know, they're shooting and they're jumping off trains and it doesn't, it doesn't, it's a fantasy, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, God, what else was there? There were so many, like, little, little nods to old Westerns that made me think, all of this like nonsense was on purpose and that made me love it you know because that's so, like the movie was speaking to me and nudging me the whole time and winking and going i remember that from this so like that, this so. movie was written so much for its core audience <laughs> that, the, that, that the mass audience totally misses it, that right? the huge thing that they wrote for today's audience you don't even give a shit about like <laughs> you don't even care that like Tonto and the horse got all of John Reed's like emotion or or or, or core point moments that make him the Lone Ranger yeah. and you don't even care the Lone Ranger just a guy being it's shoved weird, into right? each event that's it's that's weird very, that's of note that is noteworthy it's very heart. weird because I would have never even seen oh, this yeah. except for you and stuff and I went in there with arms firmly crossed so across I, my chest my like, original like, intention turned this. out to like what we got was something much more interesting yeah right? yeah I took it I took a lot of more from it, it than I, I thought it. I would and it touched it touched on certain moments like the like the origin was done right and which the guy who plays Butch Cavendish is awesome William he's a, well he's I didn't even recognize him I didn't either I looked him up and on I know IMDb, what he looks like and I was like that guy's an that guy he's in everything he's Shredder he, he was, yeah he was totally um, unrecognizable I had no idea that was him you think that will happen with the new Ninja Turtles when it comes out next well, year well he's got a mask on he's no, got an Optimus the, Prime is that all the, old, the, all the OG fans Will like won't care of all the things that they do because it's a white guy playing a Japanese character. They're already hating on that pretty hard with the mutant with the alien mutant thing. They switched that. No, no, it's mutant now. It's mutants again. Okay. Um, The the character of Shredder is named Oroku Saki in the comics and all the movies and he's a Japanese character but here yeah. he's in a, He's a white guy named Eric Sachs. Oh no, really? <laughs> so if the movie keeps doing things like that I'm going to enjoy it on another level. I thought I would hate this movie on uh-huh. an ethical level because there was a white guy playing an in Indian. I was so against that and um, it didn't bother me as much. And, you know, I, I liken it to... Did you ever see Remo Williams? No. There's a movie called Remo Williams in the '80s, and the the guy that teaches him martial arts is this Korean guy who's totally superior about Koreans. And like, the, he has this great quote: "The Korean is the most perfect animal ever to sanctify the earth with the imprint of its foot." <laughs> and I love it I mean, he, just, he plays it so well and I always saw it on a VHS and it was a blurry copy with the tracking going and seven years ago I watched it and realized Joel Grey plays the Korean guy oh really it's a white guy in yellow face and I had no idea so like I ranked this up next to Remo Williams and Gunga Din and all the movies where white guys play you know, that the you're bar, that you're fine with that I'm fine with because the movie's kind of cool you know that's so, really interesting i guess i gave it a pass because i yeah i don't know i enjoyed it once that music kicked in at the end i, I was there you could have uh, done anything i would have loved to i tried to see it with you or schedule yeah, yeah, yeah but i i was expecting you to be like cringing at each moment but if i saw that you William were i was like trying to wake up while you're like, like dude I was, I was i got teary-eyed when that music started <laughs> i swear to god i was like this is um, awesome Hearing what you've said about it and how it, how it really speaks to the core audience of people that like Westerns at that age, I would love to interview the old people that were in the theater, and I would try if I didn't think they were already dead, because they all looked like they were <laughs> at that <laughs> store anyway. Um, I would give it a two out of five. Yeah. So you give three out of four. I put yeah. more stars in there, and I still take away a star. <laughs> yeah. um, that's interesting yeah that was a f- thank you for you know making me see it I'm no, no, making magic it. with this podcast um, so <laughs> uh, really quickly to wrap up uh, you're a big superhero fan Yeah, I'm a big superhero fan I the reason I am a superhero fan is because that first movie that I saw Bat- the original 1989 Batman set the tone for me liking comics and me liking movies mm-hmm. so to me I always give a little bit of a, a, a pass to things that aren't, like, you know, this isn't exactly what the movie was. I like I kind of like it when filmmakers put their own spit Spin on, on things. And yeah. I think that's going to be going away a lot more now that, like, Marvel's doing such a good job by keeping it very geeky and referencing yeah. and putting in all those characters and stuff. Having characters, like, turn towards the camera that are totally obscure and everybody goes nuts. Yeah. So I, I think the days of, like, Sil- Sylvester Sloan's <laughs> judge-tread yeah. are over, even though that was kind of... Weird, and then I, I I didn't get to see those movies in a theater, but like Tank Girl, and like, yeah, it's weird that like okay, Batman doing well. Let's not make Wonder Woman or or more Superman or Green Lantern. Let's make this indie comic, and yeah, let's make like these. I guess maybe cheaper to acquire. I guess properties so. Yeah, yeah. third, third comp, the Phantom, nerds. and yeah, oh, what Joe heck? Dante was going to direct the Phantom? Were you are you a Phantom fan? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of the original character so um, I, I didn't know much about it but I enjoyed the movie okay I mean it was really? because, totally goofy but yeah Joe Dante said we developed that movie yeah. with Jeffrey Boehm who wrote uh, Leaf Up in 2 and mm-hmm. uh, Lost Boys and a lot of cool late 80s movies yeah um, he he, they, they developed that as a comedy like a, like a send up of superhero movies but when he he chose he didn't want to direct it anymore and they passed it up to somebody else they took that script and like okay we're making this seriously now <laughs> And instead of getting paid, he chose to get credit, which, so he has an executive producer credit, and it's like one of the biggest regrets. <laughs> He's ever had, like, I would rather take in the money and have not, not have my name on that movie. No. But it was cool to have, it's cool to have Slam Evil as a tagline yeah, that I it's hilarious. to people. It's so hilarious. And, uh, it's so like over the top. And I don't know goofy. if you've uh, revisited The Shadow, but that is... I'm a huge fan of The Shadow. Right. I'm a huge fan of The Shadow or yeah, with Alec Baldwin because that is one of the most entertainingly terrible movies. It is pretty terrible. About. Yeah. I, I, I can understand why it would be hard to find the humor in a movie that's ruining a character that like, you didn't like, think Opium you Lord. would see in a movie uh-huh. of this caliber or, or that's being taken this seriously and that you're probably not going to see one ever again because yeah, they yeah. messed up so bad on it. Though but, somebody's pushing for it. Sam Raimi has always been pushing to do When that. I was in a com- when I worked in a comic book store six or seven years ago I had a guy come in saying that he was writing it. Yeah. And if I had any shadow comics for him. I didn't then, like there's a bunch now, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. But um, yeah, the And Sam Raimi wanted to make the shadow. But he did Dark Man, because he couldn't. But they get wouldn't the shadow. let him. Yeah. And then he made Dark Man, which is kinda like George Lucas wanting to make Flash Gordon. Yeah, so he did Star Wars. Star with Wars. not the same effect. <laughs> <laughs> like the complete opposite effect. But wouldn't it be, like, because they still had the. They hadn't made a Flashboard movie yet. Wouldn't you go to George Lucas immediately, like, oh, yes, you can make this movie because you made Star Wars? Do right. you think they did that? And he's like, I got my own thing going? Or? I don't know. Yeah, because it came out after Star Wars. Yeah, the, the like the 1980 or so, one. right? But he was entrenched in Empire by then. I and guess. Stuff. Yeah, he probably had his own. Written thing, you know. by, do you know who wrote that Flash Gordon movie? No. Who? Uh, Lorenzo Semple Jr., writer of the 1960s Batman television show. <laughs> and he showed up at the uh, Arrow a couple of years ago uh, when they showed Batman 66, the, the movie. Yeah, yeah, and, with the shark repellent. Also. And Flash Gordon together. He's, like, in his 90s, still wow. sharp, and he was telling stories. Like, I literally wrote that into like an hour and haven't thought about it since. <laughs> about <laughs> every, every one of those things. It's great. Um, have you, I don't know if you have like a tablet or anything. No. You probably get all the like information from a stone slab I, or something totally, silver. yeah. Wait that a for cowboy... lightning to strike it down. The uh, but uh, <laughs> the, now that uh, the, uh, I don't know if you're a fan of the 60s Batman. Television. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I was in love with Julie Newmar. That oh, Catwoman. Yeah. was awesome. They uh, released the license about a year ago that Fox and Warner Bros. came up with a deal so that, like you can, we can make toys and video games and do whatever. I saw now. they're coming out with like 12-inch toys. Available. Now they're about to roll out. Oh, the, the onslaught, it, they're making it seem like this is, like a lot of people are wanting this stuff because a lot of stuff is coming out. Yeah. They have action figures that look great. They have these Halloween costumes <laughs> that like are really expensive and look really elaborate and stuff but it's chintzy I mean it's the old 60's costumes right but elaborate for the detail that they're keeping of those costumes okay so it's screen accurate with the little eyebrows and everything Um, and the big thing at Comic Con right now the big Comic Con exclusive is a Batman the the exclusive figure is the Batman Bat 2C Batman (laughs) and a a little (laughs) television carrying case (laughs) Um, but what was released last week digital only apparently and if it gets enough downloads they'll release a print version is they're starting a Batman 66 comic book wow Apparently Paul Dini pitched a long time ago, and I guess they couldn't do. But um, now are the same guys uh, who did the Batman '66 show? Um, are they involved with the old Green Hornet show that they did? You know they did a crossover episode with the old Green Hornet show, right? And um, I assumed it was the same guys, but you can't get the Green Hornet show anywhere. I've never seen it, even. I've only seen that crossover. episode. They've, they've rerun it like on the movie channel. I know I don't, so don't have cable. So, <laughs> so, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure. There's no DVDs though, or anything. I'm sure that when the movie was coming out, somebody's like, "We don't want people watching this," and thinking <laughs> what the movie's it. gonna be, and that after the movie didn't do so well, that nobody's gonna want to buy the DVDs after yeah. that. I'm not sure what the rights issue is with that. I do like that. I think that character. The thing is, there's this company called Classic Media that bought up tons of recognizable things but not exactly marketable things now like they got Lone Ranger Green and Rocky and Bo Winkle like all of the uh, J. Ward cartoons and like a tons of stuff of that elk and then DreamWorks bought them
1: mm-hmm.
0: DreamWorks animation so which is interesting because Disney had the license this character from DreamWorks yeah but I don't know if, uh, if there's a rights issue with that or not I don't. I don't think people want it because that. The the the. <laughs> it's charm. Bruce Lee though. I mean, Bruce Lee was Kata That's true. The charm, charm like, of aren't aren't the six Bruce Lee's show or? of Batman was that it was campy, but the Green Hornet was taken seriously, right? Was it? I have no idea. Oh, you've never even seen it. I've only seen the crossover episode, where, like the Green Hornet met Batman. What about you two? I suppose I could look it up. I hate watching stuff on the internet. though. Honestly. Really? Why not? I because 'cause I'm I got my laptop and I work from home on my laptop. Oh you don't want to, so you don't like, want to start I, don't dangerous be, I just don't want to be on a computer like that. <laughs> and I'm already on there like eight hours a day and it's like oh um, but uh, speaking of like so so there are a lot of things have come back, like Star Trek and yeah. Superman. Have you have you seen Superman? I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to and then so many people are bad mouthing it, I was like oh, wow. Right, so how could you divorce Your your, your love Because this is like To you This is the second generation Of these things kinda Yeah in. I did live through Another Superman you know, So I, was, I had a, and, and on So does that mean You can take long. it or leave A movie Or you I like I mean the original Superman Christopher Reeve was awesome And when I think Superman Live action I think Christopher Reeve But he's dead What are you going to do I mean huh. you've got to move on <laughs> to, to me Like there's a bit of unfinished business to these kind of things because there's a Wolverine movie at Best Buy that I'm walking past that I don't own that I hate and it shouldn't be so. There should be a really cool <laughs> right. solo Wolverine movie. Do you think the next one is going to be that? It, movie? It's it looks boring. It does, but but there's ninjas. <laughs> ninjas are cool, right? You're a Fox executive right now, like <laughs> ninjas. I guess, <laughs> yeah. they right? They keep. I don't know if you noticed this. They keep changing his hair every movie, yeah. and this looks the least it's like okay I'm gonna have my regular hair and just put it up a little bit at the corners to kind of make it look like my hair. Yeah. In the last movie his hair was perfect mm. worst movie but perfect hair <laughs> um, if that first movie had been like the opening credit sequence it would have been the, if the old opening credit sequence had been the movie I would have been happy with it. <laughs> of, the, of the cartoon of the Wolverine movie like where they were just fighting for oh, right, 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 war right. after war. Hey, did you read... Him uh, and subscriber it's true. Awesome. But did you read um, that comic thing. book Origin that explains yeah. the origins? I thought like that was going to be a huge part of that last movie, but they literally get that done before yeah. the opening credits are done. They yeah. throw out all, like, all of this good material that they could use. Mm-hmm. It was, that movie is so weird. And the way they they do Deadpool in that movie, I'm not even a huge fan yeah. of that character. I'm not either, but I was like, that's not Deadpool. The character This is a great example of uh, the era of Fox's executive is Tom Rothman Tom Rothman Fox this is a great example of the Tom Rothman Fox era he's fired <laughs> um, he doesn't work there anymore as of this year Deadpool's like nickname is the murder with a mouth <laughs> the thing Joke they do is so it's shut right. and they hire like a goofy dude to be yeah. Deadpool that's so weird yeah it was a bad like, choice like um, with the Fantastic Four movie um, One of the the biggest storyline in the Fantastic Four history is uh, Silver Surfer showing up, and they're like, get Galactus. ready, because Galactus yeah. is going to show up, he's going to eat your world, and Galactus is like a big villain in the Marvel Universe. I didn't even see the second movie, but he's a cloud or something at the end, right? Tom Rothman, the rumor is Tom Rothman is so down on giants... <laughs> Or the idea of having a giant in a movie—is he afraid of him or something? There was somebody on the Anycall news board said like, was he molested by giant or something? <laughs> that like, that's the reason like uh, Bryan Singer wanted to do Sentinels in the second movie, and they built maquettes. To what it would look like, it was cool. It was these kind of hollow figures that were like kind of coiled. Uh-huh. And I was like no we don't we don't want any giant figures <laughs> no in, in this movie. And it's weird because he Tom didn't. Rothman said no giants, adjusted his tie, went in the bathroom and cried. <laughs> <laughs> and like in that movie Galactus shows up as like a as a I don't know if you saw Green Lantern either, they they like I kind did of, see Green Lantern, they kind yeah. of wrote hit that off too is like this cloud of evil is gonna show up, this yeah. vague fear. And there's one shot in, in Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer where the cloud is, has a, sem, a, sem, a semblance of, the helmet, of the helmet, which is the biggest fuck you. It's yeah. like, here's what we could be doing, yeah. but here's what you're but not nah. going to get. I would prefer <laughs> that they not do that at all. Yeah. And um, The Cloud and Green Lantern is the exact exactly. same thing. Yeah. Because Parallax is Five, Hal Jordan. I don't know if you're into the comics or DC, anything. not so much, but yeah. Um, point. Oh, Tom, the, the, the biggest irony of it is that Tom Rothman. Greenlit, greenlit that Gulliver's Travels movie where Jack Black is a, is a giant and, <laughs> it, and it failed. So then he's like, oh, well, I was right. I guess no giant movie ever. <laughs> that was the most perplexing thing to see that that giant movie was greenlit after yeah. hearing all the stories i heard about. Because even in that third X-Men movie, they try to do Sentinels. They're um, in the danger room, remember? And they're yeah. fighting. And they chop an arm off or something. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, just lights in the sky. Mm. Like, what? It's just what is this there was yeah. a there was a video game for that Wolverine movie that was released mm. that was rated MIA bloody shit violent really awesome important. had him there's a whole level where he's like going to each part of the sentinel fighting it while it's like plummeting down the earth when he got when he gets hit and injured you can see this like the gore on his body and as Whoa. and as he's regenerates like you see the wounds yeah, healing up yeah and Hugh Jackman does the voice. It's Way better than the actual than the movie. movie. And I don't know if you're a video game guy, but you should definitely so check it out. I always, I do, but I always stay away from uh, movie games based on movies because I love games based on movies. <laughs> <and it's laughs> really, a guy that that knows a lot about them. This is the best one I've ever played. I used to test video games, and we did like the Fantastic Four video game and stuff like that. And I was like, for Whoa. the movie. For the, I think it was for the first movie, yeah. I remember no. that game. And I was like, "Oh, these are terrible," you know. But <laughs> I mean, because you play like Marvel Alliance, and it's awesome. That's true. That's true. And then you try to play that, and I'm like, uh, it "Sucks." I will get this game in your hand so you can try it out. Okay, I'll try it. Yeah. Um, you got it on uh, Xbox. Or? Xbox.
1: Cool.
0: Uh, so, so, I guess what I've garnered from what you've said so far is that you can take or leave these things because you either have enough. Of a relationship with the original source material, and you've been through movies that are either okay or good. So, like, and you're getting older. I can separate things. I I don't sweat it that much. That's that's weird to me. And I guess for somebody that hates most of the things that come out, (laughs) that it's easy for you. But like, I don't know. I can't do it. I don't know. Uh, But but then again, I couldn't separate Star Trek. And I didn't I didn't care for their new Star Trek at all and everything. But it wasn't you know it wasn't so much. But you didn't see it. I did see the first one, yeah, but oh, it wasn't okay. so much that um, the characters were off to me. I felt like they were kind of characters of the old, but it was the it was the logic stuff, like that he became. It was the nerd stuff <laughs> that he became a captain at the end of the movie. It pissed me off, you know. But he did something so great that you're like, okay, he yeah, but he that went captain from cadet hat. to captain. That's a big jump, you know. And then there well, was like he wasn't exactly a cadet. Well, I guess he was because they was they jump player forward. Player. They go like three years later, and he's been okay. in the so for from, a lieutenant or something the captain yeah but then and then he had a and i thought the the whole it was very cool that they respected the old timeline by just doing an alternate timeline thing. i like that and it they kind awesome. do that in the mission impossible movies too i don't know if you're yeah a yeah impossible i like those they're cool because they make uh peter graves character jim phelps into a villain yeah. in the first movie so much so that uh forget the actor peter something graves?
1: the guy that Peter, Peter Graves, Graves yeah.
0: refused to do it like he was going to be that character and he's like "I, you're, you're writing my character to be a villain he was never a villain but that kind of stuff is awesome when they continue the old yeah, continuity it's I like awesome. that um, but the only thing I didn't like about Trek was they, that he had a brother, and they didn't say it. But it's in the deleted scenes, and I'm right. like, why did they take this out? Because he drives past him. Yeah, And it, but it, when I watch the movie, I'm like, where's his brother? And then it pissed me off, and then I watched the deleted scenes. But I wish there wasn't parents. a brother, because... It, it does make more sense, narratively, what for him in to the not beginning, have a brother. Yeah. The, the way they were carrying on about that kid being bored yeah. it would seem a lot more... Realistic in the way they were like, oh, let's name him after your dad. If this was their first child, yeah, Um, yeah, he doesn't need a brother. No, even in the original show, he just dies. And I (laughs) and I like that about the that that the 2009 Star Trek. I didn't. I ended up a lot of diminishing returns with with this new one because a lot of things that they set up to be cool in the first one, they kind of they just kind of they they look like they they lazily do that, but like like. The, the change timeline doesn't really affect how Khan is introduced into their lives. That's what I thought. They kind of freeze him again and like send him on his way. They kind of do the same thing they did in the original. I'm like, Yeah, but revert, to me rehash. it was done a little better and it made a little <laughs> bit more sense. Well, um, But like, like the, that they they kind of started negating things that could have been in the original timeline. Yeah. Like they could have started diverting a little more and that's yeah, the whole reason they could have they, done something new. That's instead. the whole reason they created that timeline because like, they're like we can either do original stories like classic stories done our way or we can do new stuff. Yeah. We could like go it's all. anywhere. And that's the whole point of Star Trek. Exactly. That... Anything is possible, mm-hmm. but with this movie, it was like we're gonna ride this rail yeah, for a while. Basically, and it, and it didn't seem as freeing. You guys and like a lot Star of Trek? Takes too, place right? on Earth? There's not much trekking in space. Yeah, in the stars, and it's right? like a lot of terrorism <laughs> going yeah, on. That's no, no. a little too heavy. The open, originally the opening shot was of a couple getting up in their apartment. like oh, mm-hmm. Fucking Star Trek! They had to edit it so that it opened with them on that red planet and they're running like, with, from, through a jungle or something. Yeah. Again, I only know from the synopsis, but oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. I know, like Star Trek yeah. so it doesn't so it, it matters even less that you like All right. In. well I feel a lot better <laughs> um, alright well thank you Ed yeah, for thanks, uh, coming man. out and talking hopefully we'll do it again with another I would love movie. to this was a lot of fun it was cool um, where could we find your work um, I have a website um, it's on wordpress E-M-E R D E L A C E MERTLAC at WordPress.com is my blog. I got links to all my stuff. You can find me on Amazon. And, uh, you have tons of books on there. I have seven books. One's, on well, my favorite one is, has Digimon Hansu on the cover, and it's called Mbantu or something. It's, it's hilarious because I told the guy to do Digimon Hansu exactly. Like the artist, I told him to do uh-huh. It's not. But I told the guy to do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a. You haven't heard from his lawyers yet. No, not yet. It's a zombie. It's a zombie story set on a slave ship. So the, the interesting thing is, all his high concept. You know, we'll take sci-fi and we'll take westerns and we'll make movies out of like cowboys and aliens. And, yeah, yeah. And Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. You're on the pulse of all of this right now. I'm there, and I have people interested in stuff talking to me like behind the scenes. But... So if I'm you're interested, interested in that kind of thing, but the movies that have come out lately have, <laughs> haven't like, impressed me very Haven't much. impressed you, why don't you check out Ed's stuff? Yeah. Um, okay, cool, man. Uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, hope to see you soon. It was fun. So ends yet another episode of Picture Start with Derek Armijo. Please uh, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com if it behooves you. And uh, go ahead and uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash picturestartpodcast. And uh, at picturestartpod is where you can find us on Twitter. Uh, So join us again in a couple weeks for another episode. But uh, for now, thanks for listening and have a good night.